and welcome to Connected, episode 349. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, FitBod, CleanMyMacX, MacWeldon, and Hover. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. That's not right. It's it's Mike. What did you call him? I like. I tried <laughs> changing to Mike mid-word, but then I couldn't. Very peculiar. So actually, Mike, you're first. Mike, hello. What up? What up, Dak Daddy? That's right. Back with the deck attack. (laughs) (laughs) Federico, how are you? Federico. Federico. Yes, it's it's me, Federico. Yes, that's me. This is good stuff for you today. Hey, it's only going to get better. (laughs) I only can, right? (laughs) Yes, today we are judging our... WBDC 21 picks. Uh, we call this the Rickies. It's a whole game we play. If this is your first episode of Connected, they're not usually like this. That's not true. They're they're usually... Honestly, over the last oh, they're usually year, much they've worse. been like this a lot, honestly. Yeah. They just keep, you know... Uh, if this is your first episode of Connected, I guess go back two episodes and then catch up and you'll probably get your head around it, maybe. You've got some follow-up is what we do at the beginning of the show, and we have a, uh, a couple of couple more listener projects. Let's call them that. Uh, mm-hmm. The first comes from Ellen in the Relay FM members Discord. They have made a crocheted, I think that's the right term, yep. crocheted Ricky, uh, weird fish. Oh my God! This is it's inc- it's a mascot. We now have a mascot. Of I thought. This was like a photo that you shared with us from Etsy or something, Steve. No. Nope. Ellen, in the Discord, made this. Incredible. Uh, she has confirmed it is crocheted. I'm glad I got that right. I'll just say this. Ellen, if you're open to commission, uh, I think... I would, we, we would all want one. We, we all, all want, want one. Buy one. Yeah, so yes. if you could just make one for each of us and we'll pay you, that would be amazing. Yep, Thank yep, you. Yep, yep. So uh, <laughs> send, send me a direct message in Discord, Ellen, and we'll, we'll make that happen. <laughs> We all want one. I want to put it on my desk. Uh, I want to look at it all the time. So thank thank you very much, Ellen, for that. Uh, we also have a listener project. Uh, if you go to apple.com slash iPadOS slash iPadOS review and you scroll down to the all new widgets section, it says find my contacts, game center, app store, and mm. mail all have new widgets. And many widgets now come in the new larger size. And if you look at the Game Center widget in the bottom right, tell me that's not Federico Vitici. <laughs> it looks a lot like Federico. <laughs> there's a, there's also like a, like a, like a Rome uh, reference in there, because it says like that person is playing Dead Cells, which mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's it's a fantastic game that I love, but it also says um, as the username Ines of March. And it's the way that it's spelled, like it, it, you know, it's a pun on the Ides of March, obviously, when uh, Julius Caesar was murdered. So um, I don't know. Somebody showed us uh, this photo on Twitter. I don't, I don't think it's, I think that's just like the stereotypical it- Italian guy, if I were to guess. It's like, a me. You know, you know, with the mustache <laughs> and, the long, and the long hair and Federico. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but f- fun reference for sure. Like the the Ides of March. That that is. Really what fun. was the other thing that you showed up in? Was it? It was, it a was car in a car. Thing. 
Yes, but that, we I? know that was him because the person who made it contacted us. And yes, said and it that was, was oh, him. it was his name. It's like the the, the CarPlay yeah. notification came down and yeah. said, "Oh, on the BMW website." No, it was not. BMW. It was like Cadillac, Cadillac or something. I think it was Cadillac. Cadillac. Yes, yeah. yes. And the person who made it was like a connected listener, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. that was years ago because it was like a text message from you in CarPlay. Yeah. So like your name, yeah. your name came up. So two two very good listener projects this week thank you all also we're just saying that it's a listener project okay sure (laughs) sure there's no other alternative in my mind mike tell us about this feature in photos uh and this topic we spoke about several weeks ago yeah i think it was what episode 340 something um where we we had like a it was the last time that we did the it was the jeremy no it wasn't the jeremy's episode uh, it was 340, right, where we had a long conversation uh, focused around Lauren Good's article about memories in mm-hmm. photos and the way that our devices love to remind us of things now. And we wanted more control over what our devices and the photos app and widgets and stuff would show. And it seems like I thought that Apple were going to talk about this in the keynote, but they didn't. And then I was disappointed because I thought that they hadn't added it. But this is one of those many, many things that came came out afterwards, uh, which is that now you're able to tell photos if you want to see less of a specified date, place, holiday or person in featured photos, the widget or memories. And the way you do this is just, you know, you... When you see something you don't like, you long press on it in the Photos app and you can say see less and it will then give you some options. Like so you can tap it and it will say like see less of this person, see less of this date, etc., etc. Um I've only personally came across this uh in with people. I haven't come across this myself with date and place and stuff like that. Um, but it looks like it that it is in or will be in iOS 15, which I just think is really great. Uh, as we said, I think it is a responsibility thing from these platforms to if they're going to use our information, our data, our memories, like weaponize our memories to try and make us feel better about the devices, then we should also have some control over the stuff that we don't want to see. When the news first broke that it was in there, what was initially reported is you could just tell it to do it less and i was like well that's halfway there but yeah i'm glad they listened i mean yeah it's weird it starts with less and then you once you do that you then get a bunch of options okay it's it, it it's worded strangely because it's just like see this person less but then when you tap it it brings you to another page okay where it gives you more options which i think is a kind of strange way to to word it Maybe it will change. I don't know. But um, I think I tried it out by sending... I think I sent you a picture where I chose Stephen uh, to see Lester Stephen and then then changed my mind because who wouldn't want to see Stephen Hackett? So I tried this for a group photo that I also pasted in the Discord. And when I go into the people selection screen, I see Mike's face. I see Mm -hmm. John's face. I see my face, even though I'm... Okay, I'm in the photo. But for Stephen, it's just a gray box. (laughs) <laughs> with no face sounds about right well so, it was, did you delete him after he like confessed to not having any uh album of no you? Never, never so when i i just done it again i go on to steven i i say i don't want to see him it says feature this person less or never feature this person and you can choose and confirm this is after you go into the see this person less so it's there's stuff there i'm i'm, I'm pleased that they're adding features like this i think this is really great 
Uh, Apple Music with Lossless and Spatial Audio. I still have yet come up with, I, I think I wrote this down. I don't know what to call this feature completely. Right? Oh, it's easy. Oh, it's easy. Okay. Lassa, Lossless and Spatial Audio. Okay. Apple Music. But also, I, I hate Lassa? Lassa? No. Like NASA? I don't want to give it a, a nickname, right? Nicknames are bad. Okay, Mikey. Uh, because it's also, the spatial audio thing is, is also Dolby Atmos, right? So it's like, these things are so, all the words are complicated. It's a lot of words. But it started rolling out. It's now available. We have a limited, more limited than I was expecting, uh, mm. library of stuff. But I have noticed... In the last couple of days, new things are being added, new songs, new albums, that kind of stuff. Uh, I had today found uh, Abbey Road mixed in Dolby Atmos, which uh, was really good. Come Together by the Beatles, right? It's Abbey Road by the Beatles. It was just that's, that's a really, really great uh, special audio mix. I absolutely adore this feature. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I've been listening mm. on my AirPods Pro, and I have been listening on my AirPods Max. The first song that I tried out was Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, which was, I expected would be a song that would be a good candidate. And it was for me. And it gave me that thing that we were talking about before that was what I was looking for out of this is I could hear little parts of the music that I didn't really hear before. And that was what I was looking for. Because to me, that kind of denotes a special experience when it comes to listening to music this way. And there's just more kind of separation. Like it feels like the instruments and the elements of the music are kind of all around me. They move around a little bit, but not in a way that I felt was really distracting. It's kind of like, it It, it feels like, you know, when we have a very good stereo mix, you can hear some separation and stuff, some of the stuff that's going on. You know, like sometimes you're listening to some music and something just happens in your left ear, right? It's kind of like that on steroids like i don't find it distracting but what i notice is that i feel like there's you just could say on stereo steroids that's what i should you know what i should say um, that i'm sorry i'm turning into steven and i hate it i'm yeah, sorry i heard i heard what you said on app stories mm-hmm. oh no you you did oh. yeah about the the mac being a catalyst for change and shortcuts <laughs> yeah. so proud of you uh, <sighs> so sorry i think it makes uh a lot of sense now that I've listened to this, why Apple's just enabling this. Because I don't think that it is this wild... Like, so this, it's not as, as distracting, I think, as when you, with video, where it sounds like it's happening in a certain place, right? Because that you know, with, with spatial audio, when you're watching something on your iPad, like a video on your iPad, it feels like the, vid, the audio is just coming from wherever the iPad's located. And... This isn't like that. It it still feels like it's just music you're listening to as normal. Now, with iOS 15, if you are mm. looking at a device, it does actually do a little bit of this. I was playing around with my iPad. If you have the iPad open on the music app, it does have a little bit more panning where you move your head left or right and it found, seems like the music is still coming from a central place. But if you lock the iPad, that actually fades away, which I thought was quite interesting. So they're, they're kind of mixing that around. I don't know what it's going to be like in, in 15. Some songs sound better than others. It feels like more modern stuff is better. And I guess that that might be the difference between recording with this in mind rather than just mixing something after the fact. Um, I really love it. The vocals are interesting in some songs. Like I found like vocals to be quieter, but then the song overall feels like it has a lot more depth. Something that I recommend people try doing 
you know you can be listening to a to one of these songs with with spatial audio and if you go into control center and hold down on the volume you can turn off spatial audio and then you can hear the difference right in how the song is presented and it really does sound very different so i really love this feature i want all of the music that i love to be available to me in dolby atmos now i think it's absolutely fantastic I'm super excited about it. I genuinely like it. It it gave me everything I wanted and more. I think this is an absolutely fantastic feature, and they nailed it with this. I'm a little more torn on it. So I I'm gonna say I think it I think it's a fun feature, mm-hmm. and I think if done well, it's it definitely it makes for a good demo for all kinds of people going beyond audiophiles. You know, it's the kind of thing where. That, that a lot of people can easily understand, which is great. And I think surround sound for music, if done well, can be amazing. Um, so some first impressions that I have on, on spatial audio. I think when, when it's applied judiciously, I guess, to, to songs, it's a great, it can be a great effect. And mm-hmm. it's fun. And you, you get this bigger soundstage, you, you get this instrument separation that you mentioned, and you can feel this, uh, you can hear these details, not just left and right, but more like, a, sort of like more a 360 uh, type deal, which is like it can be back and to the left, or, you know, you can feel it, you know, forward and, you know, up and to the right. Like, you can, this precise positioning that you can get definitely fun sometimes other times the mixes are a bit all over the place um there's a couple of stories that were published today one on the verge by chris welch and another by um matt uh birchler on birch tree that i would like to link in the show notes mm-hmm. um i think i feel like some tracks i don't know if it's because like those were old songs that were not recorded with Dolby Atmos in mind, but just mixed in Atmos. Maybe that's the issue. But uh, I feel like like I'm listening to those songs and I remember the originals well, and I'm like, what happened here, right? So you listen to What's My Age Again by Blink-182, and the vocals are completely muffled, and the instruments are super loud, and... The, just the vocals they sound like they're coming from a, like a doorbell microphone or something <laughs> and i'm like have you recorded this with voice memos on your iphone or like it sounds totally different you listen to um gotta have it by kanye west and jay-z and the 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 the, the instruments are super loud and the vocals basically disappear but then you listen to Black Skinhead also oh by Kanye God, West. It's so and good. it's and it's so and that's where where I think it's polarizing, right? Because some people like you remember the original and you listen to the Atmos mix and you're like, okay, this is very different in places. Um, but it's fun. Like if you're not a purist of that. I'm, you know, I'm happy of, you said that because I was gonna say this. I think uh, I think it's very clear. Just in our previous conversations, you are much more of a music purist than me, right? And right. I think I'm way more uh, forgiving of like this doesn't seem like the original, right? Right. 
and in black skin ad, like there's a some very specific like uh, background screams right in the songs, like mm-hmm. the ah the, the thing that you hear in the background, and <laughs> in the original song, <laughs> yes, ah like that. <laughs> <laughs> You, you put on black skin and it's totally like that. Um, yeah. But in the Atmos mix, you can, uh, like, they were very specifically panned to the left and to the right and then to the back, right? Mm-hmm. And you can totally hear what they've done with the Atmos version. In the original version, they are in a stereo mix, obviously, and you can hear where the in the stereo mix they are. It's just not that strong not Mm -hmm. that obvious right which brings me to to sort of my my bigger point here i feel like if you are the kind of person who can listen to music with the you know with good equipment this bigger sound stage and this you know polished um separation between different instruments like i can hear the guitar and i can hear the drums and i can hear you know the there's maybe there's a sax line somewhere like that you can already get with good headphones, right? And so for these tests, I just sat down and I listened to the Atmos mix of the same song. And, the, you know, the, the song on my Walkman that I own in lossless format with my Sony headphones. With my Sony headphones, you know, unlike listening with AirPods Pro or regular AirPods, I can hear the bigger soundstage. I can hear, like, that the song is more open, for lack of a better word, and I can hear the instruments more clearly. Like, that I already get by default with my headphones. With the Atmos as a software feature, right, as a software enhancement on on, on top of a song, it accentuates some aspects. And sometimes it's really fun, and it's really easy to understand. And if you have an Atmos setup, whether it's, you know, AirPods Max or good Bluetooth headphones, or maybe you have a surround system at home, it's very easy to demo, it's very easy to explain, and if done well, I think it can be the future of streaming. It can be a differentiating factor for a service like Apple Music. The problem is when it's not done well. And there's a lot of examples on Apple Music of, you know, you listen to the Atmos mix and you're like, what happened here? Like, what's my age again? Uh, Buddy Holly by The Weezer, um, Gotta Have It by Jizzy and Kanye was like, what's going on here? It sounds weird if you know the original. And even if you don't run the original, I don't know, the volume levels are a bit all over the place. I actually think what they've done with with this whole suite of stuff and you know again which makes it so difficult to name is they gave lossless to you they gave spatial audio to me the type of person who is more inclined to notice the things that you are noticing you have lossless now in apple music right and then me i don't notice those things so much so i get dolby atmos right and so like that right it's like this is actually a great twofer because the other thing is like you know what like as you're saying uh it's way better if you have all the stuff that you have. I don't have all of that stuff, nor do I want it. So, but my two hundred and fifty dollars earbuds does a great right. job with Dolby Atmos, and it sounds to me fantastic, right? right? So, and I agree with you, right? There are some that are better than others. Like I, I didn't have the experience that you had of like this sounds bad, but I had some where I was like I actually couldn't even tell. 
like mm. for this one. You know, like I don't remember which songs they were, but like I'll play them and be like, that didn't feel like anything. Like it, it didn't feel any different to what I would consider just a good stereo mix to be. Right. So it's going to be a learning curve, and new music is going to be better. Uh, I am. I think this sounds fantastic, and I'm excited to see where it goes. But then, as you have you tried the lossless stuff, by the way? Yeah, I did last night. I sat down with my new external deck, and it works beautifully in high-res lossless. Great. I can see the bitrate on my on my deck's display, and it totally works. And it sounds it sounds great. How were the mids? They were were they crunchy? They the mids were crunchy. Great. And and the the bass was thick, and warm. Treble. Treble. Treble was crisp. I can tell you that. Oh, that's good. I mean, if it's not crisp, what's the point? What it's a whole point? recipe over here. <laughs> <laughs> here. And here's my final point. I think I'm going to... I am going to keep this enabled. And I think I'm going to... I want to believe that this is not going to be like a gimmick that lasts for three months and then we all forget about it. Apple seems to be pretty much behind this initiative, right? In terms of... Uh, you know, convincing uh, producers and studios to to release mixes in Atmos, and I think it it, it can be an important uh, exclusive feature for Apple Music. That is, unless you know Spotify comes in and strikes a deal with Dolby, and they're like, okay, now we also have Dolby Atmos. But I wonder if uh, you know th- this convincing that Apple is doing with record labels and studios. Like, will there be some exclusivity involved? In that, like, if Apple helps you set up a studio in with Dolby Atmos support, oh, oh, of course. I mean, yeah, if they're if they're kind of put, throwing some weight in it, right? And I think that this is uh, it's important for them because they don't really have Apple doesn't have a feature of Apple Music that makes it compelling over Spotify. Exactly, exactly. Right? So Where Spotify has loads, like just that new campaign they're doing, what is it, it's like Only You? Is that what it's called? Only You, yeah. And it's just fantastic. They have a great ad for it that I saw on TV. Uh, and then Adina was, uses Spotify, and we went through hers last night, and we were we thought it was hilarious, like the things that they're surfacing, you know. They just really understand. They are a data company as much as they are a music company. They understand how to take information and present it to you in interesting ways, right? Apple has failed to do this tragically so far, right? <laughs> With their yeah, and rewind. they're not they're not really they're not doing, and it. they're not really changing anything in iOS 15. Like the they're not really doing anything at least right now with the intelligence based stuff for mixes or. But this could be something, right? Like the Dolby Atmos stuff could be something, and also as well the lossless stuff is great because it's just included for free, where everybody else is going to make you pay a little bit more. Yeah. So we'll see. And, and to sum to sum up, I think. Like I, I don't. Maybe I give you the impression that I'm totally, you know, saying no. Oh, Atmos sucks. I think when it's done well, it's incredible. It's really well done. It's fun and and I love it when it's done well. I heard a few examples of Atmos mixes not done well, but I want to listen more. Like I really, I listen for like an hour to a bunch of songs. Like I want to actually sit down when this week is over and and listen to more tracks. But this could be, I could see myself switching back to Apple Music eventually if the Atmos experience lives up to the hype. 
And because of the things that I, like I said months ago, that I'm continuing to miss from Apple Music, like seeing what my friends are listening to and real-time lyrics, which Spotify said, oh, those are coming eventually, but they're not really coming. So I don't know. It, it, I think for me specifically, if this Atmos uh, thing grows well, there are now a group of features that I find compelling compared to Spotify, right? High-risk losses, my friends, social networking there, um, real-time lyrics, and Dolby Atmos. So maybe it's, you know, I could see in a couple of months maybe saying, you know what, I'm actually going back to Apple Music. But I feel like I have a much more complete picture of what Apple Music is compared to Spotify. So I'm still going to call the experiment a success if I decide to switch back. I don't know. I want to see what happens with this um, special audio thing. All right, we're going to get to WDC. We have scored ourselves. We're going to see if there's a new winner, a new keynote chairman named. But first, we're going to take our first break. Everybody can stretch, get some water, walk around while I talk to you about FitBod. FitBod is the fitness app that provides a personalized exercise plan, a fitness plan that actually fits you. When it comes to fitness, FitBod believes everyone can be better. Whether you're working out three days a week or twice a day, FitBod's algorithm uses data and analytics to help you build on your previous workout so that your next workout is scientifically proven to be better than the last. FitBod has been fine-tuned by certified personal trainers to bring the best practices of strength training to you. Your workout program is tailored exactly to your needs, making it perfectly suited to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals. It can be hard to know exactly how much you should be doing while exercising, but FitBod figures that out so you don't have to worry about under or over training. It also mixes up muscle groups, exercises, sets, reps, and weight over time to keep you on top form while making sure you stay on a path that's right for you, helping you take the steps towards becoming a better version of yourself. If you're like a lot of us and working out at home right now, FitBod has a bunch of bodyweight-only workouts. These are great for indoors or outdoors. But if you have access to a gym or you have some equipment at home, there are tons of great workout options there, too. They have everything you're going to need no matter how much equipment you have access to. FitBod is there to help you with any exercise routine you need. FitBot is absolutely fantastic. I've been using it a lot. I went in there, told it, gave it a bunch of information about myself, the equipment I have at home, and it really does a great job building these exercise routines for me. I can open the app. It walks me through what to do. It's all very easy to follow, and it all integrates uh, really well with things like the Apple Watch and health and everything else. FitBod is available on iOS and Android, and you can get started right now by going to fitbod.me connected, where you get 25% off your membership. That's fitbod, F-I-T-B-O-D dot me slash connected to try out FitBod for free and to get 25% off a membership. Our thanks to FitBod for their support of Connected and Relay FM. Steven, our listeners, the passionate ones. I know what they want more than anything. It's for you to read the rules. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's time to read those billerickies, my friend. Come on, let's do it. Everybody, please stand if you're able. Oh, yeah, oh, no, we go again. I'm too tired. Please don't <laughs> make me stand. I'm, up, I'm standing in spirit. The Bill of Rickies. 
last amended on January 13, 2021. Past results can be seen at rickies.co and rickies.net. There are two types of rickies, annual rickies and keynote rickies. The winner of the annual rickies is named annual chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account for the full year. This position is awarded every January. The keynote rickies winner is named the keynote chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account until the next keynote is held. Annual winners roll over to preserve the order of picks. For example, the 2019 annual winner got to go first for the next annual picks. Order for the keynote rookies is based on the previous Apple event. The loser, well, they go last. To earn any points, everything written down in the prediction document must come true. No half points may be awarded in any round and picks cannot be reused. One point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Two points will be awarded for correct picks in the risky pick round. If your risky pick is wrong, you lose a point. And the two other hosts must agree that your pick is risky. For keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. Now. Right now. The winner of the regular and risky picks must be granted access to the annual or event chairman Twitter account and will retain access until another winner is named. The Flexies. Loser of the Flexies must compensate the winner of the Flexies by donating to the charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong Flexi made by the loser. In case of a tie, the ratio of the correct to incorrect flexes will be taken into account. Each host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Flexes may be reused as future flexes or regular picks, and the money must be donated on air. As a reminder, Mike is the current annual chairman and Federico is the current keynote chairman. That second Twitter account is on the line. Okay, so there may be an amendment needed to the Bill of Rookies. Oh. So, Jason, not that Jason, another one, who makes uh, Rick, the Wikipedia, Wikis.net, wrote a very good article called Thoughts on Flexies, which is a, a riff on Thoughts on Flash. Wait, really? Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it will be in the show notes. Everyone should go and read it. It's hilarious and wonderfully detailed. But the crux of it is basically coming down to this idea of percentages like ratios of right to wrong and the number of picks because we have it in the flexes in the case of a tie the ratio of correct to incorrect flexes will be taken into account right this makes the most sense if we're all picking the same amount now that federico's decided he wants to pick a thousand flexes every time the the I didn't say every time, but the, but you see but if we possible. if we now have now we have opened the door to this, basically, we could pick one of us could just pick fifty, and you've only got to get six correct to win. So I would like to propose an amendment to the Bill of Rickies in regards to the flexies that just removes the case of a tie. And say the way that we score the flexies is the ratio of correct to incorrect flexies. And that's just the way it's scored. So you have to be mm. right. Oh. oh, you lost me a while back. Right? Okay, so instead of like, because the way we would score it right now is you have 10, I have six, 
Stephen has five or whatever, right? Right. I think now we should be scored on our percentages of right to wrong rather than who has the most correct. Isn't that already, isn't that already in the rules? Well, so this is the thing. The, uh, in our minds, we, already, we all think this. This is, this is where this has come from. This is why this came up. Because we have all just been talking about the fact that that's just how it's scored. But the, flexi, the Bill of Ricky states that that only comes into contention in case of a tie. Ah, I see. Matt, who, who is a mod in the Discord, gave the same feedback. And I do think it's a problem uh, that Federico has shown uh, in the system. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I second the amendment. I think it should be a percentage. And I guess if the... Per- so it's possible that say that Federico picks 10 mm-hmm. and gets 8 correct. That's 80%. Yep. But then I pick 20, but I also get 80% correctly. We can still in a, in a tie. And then I think at that point, it's just a coin flip like the regular picks are. We love a coin flip. Okay. Oh, oh, by so, the way, every, hey, everyone can sit down. Sorry, we finished reading the rules. You can sit down for this. <laughs> that was a long time ago. So I just want to state for the record, because Jason, who creates Wikipedia, is in the Discord and is unhappy because this isn't what he wanted. He wanted it to be a, a different way. But this is what I think makes the most sense because in our minds, this is how we've been thinking about this for a little while anyway, that it's actually yeah. your ratio is the important part. Yeah. Yeah, so really it's, so Jason Snell, the bad person, says minimum five picks, the percentage wins. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so let's look at the language here. And in case of a tie, in case of a tie, in case of a percentage tie, right? Right. And actually, we don't have the coin flip anywhere in the Bill of Rickies. That has just been something we've been doing, so we need to address that too. But let's fix the flixies first. We're doing a big amendment. Big amendment. Big amendment. Big, this is a thick amendment to the Bill of Rickies <laughs> that we're doing. <laughs> I'm going to strike the language that says, in the case of a tie, the ratio of incorrect to incorrect flexes take into account. So I'm getting rid of that yep. for now. Get rid of that. Each host must take a minimum of five flexes. Mm-hmm. Flexes may be used as future flexes or regular picks. The winner is... Um, determined. Determined. By by ratio of correct to incorrect picks. Correct to incorrect. Okay. So the winner is determined by the ratio of correct to incorrect flexies. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have uh, at the bottom, outside of the flexi section, a new paragraph yep. that says, a tie in either the regular picks or the flexies is to be broken by a coin toss. Can we make a second amendment? Or the flexies is to be Never broken. have Jason flip the coin. By, <laughs> by coin toss. Yeah. Never have Jason Snell, Jason Snell flip it. Has a <laughs> lifetime ban on flipping yes. the coin. Uh, you should also say digital assistance may be used yeah. to flip a coin. Yep. Okay, so Jason Snow has a lifetime ban on flipping the coin, but mm-hmm. digital digital voice assistance, mm-hmm. if yes. robots happen, we'll need to readdress this. Digital mm-hmm. voice assistance may be used. May be used. In brackets, right. even by Jason. <laughs> Jason Jason's <laughs> capable of asking Siri. Even He's not capable of flipping a physical coin. By Jason. Okay. All right. Okay. 
I know that people want us not to to, to like that people in the Discord already are asking about like the the way that the tiebreaker should be broken is by how many you got correct. We just like coin flips. I like a coin flip. It's additional drama. It's always and it's yeah. simple. Coin flips are simple. Look, we're already having to do a lot more math than we needed to. I didn't think we were going to be making such huge uh, changes to the blue rookies today. I didn't either. Okay, so let me read it all again. Loser of the flexes must compensate the winner of the flexes by donating to the charity of the winner's choice. Okay, the amount of the donation is 25 per one flexi made by the loser. Each host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Flexes may be reused as future flexes or regular picks. The winner is determined by the ratio of correct to incorrect flexes. The money must be donated on air. A tie in either the regular picks or the flexes is to be broken by coin toss. Jason Snell has a lifetime ban on flipping the coin, <laughs> but digital voice assistance may be used even by Jason. This is lovely. Uh, I will just say none of this applies for today. Right. Today we're playing under the old rules. So this is, this is for the next one. Okay. Okay. Living document. Uh, what, what are we calling this? Uh, Amendment, like, uh, how do we label amendments? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Well, we just changed the text. And so I would say that if you run one of those websites, it's kind of up to you but how you. For guidance display. for third party publishers, right? What's our, gu- what's our guidelines? The Bill of Rickies, parenthetical, June 2021, just like Apple does. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay. But we are playing in the old uh, January 2021 rules today. So, round one. Uh, the order this time was Federico and then Mike and then me. So, Federico, right. you're up first. Let's do it. In the next version of iPadOS, you can put widgets in more places out of the left column. And that's a point. We got it. Widgets on the home screen. It's good, too. Yeah. it's uh, You can place them anywhere and you can mix in app icons uh, there's a new, there's a new extra large widget. Uh, it's it's nice, and I'm rethinking my home screen. No names underneath the widgets on no iPad. No labels on iPad. Yeah. I I why? Like I have to believe that the label. I think the label on iPhone is like a leftover from a previous build. I think they're gonna get rid of it. So it's either a bug on iPad or it's a bug on iPhone. Yeah, and it's gonna, it's gonna it's change a, somewhere, right? <laughs> it's gonna change somewhere, and I hope it changes on the iPhone because I very much prefer the iPad look. I uh, have the beta on my 12.9 inch iPad Pro and my iPad Mini. Um, I just wanted to put it on the iPad Mini. Widgets mm. look hilarious on the iPad Mini. They do. They're so small, <laughs> and <laughs> they collide small. with each other in like weird and wonderful ways. The the UI, especially on the shortcuts widget on the iPad Mini, <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I really like it though. I don't. I don't like what happens when you go from portrait to landscape. It, mm-hmm. They moves. They 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 swap around, and and I really hoped that we were outside of that world, right? When app icons used to swap around, used to move place in portrait and landscape, and we're back to that again. And I really don't like that. Yeah, that's the that's the trade off for bringing widgets to the iPad home screen, right? Um, you got to deal with rotation, and in the process of doing this, Apple also got rid of an entire row of icons on the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Wow. So it used to be a six by five grid, now it's a six mm-hmm. by four. I guess be- because it's more easily uh, divisible by you know the the slots of the different slots of the widgets, um, which like I get it, 
the technicality of it, it makes sense. It still kind of sucks that I'm losing a row of icons. Yeah, I, I think they've added enough stuff that it doesn't matter so much for me now, right. Though, right? Because you can put more apps in the dock and you have app library. And so I'm kind of like, I don't care about losing the space. Because as well, Are like, you I was losing gonna use space it? for icons anyway because I've put in widgets all over the place. So. Are you going to use the app library on iPad? Oh, I am. And I think it's fantastic. Hmm. I don't like the swipe i like it in the dock the animation the uh, currently the animation for the app library when you swipe to the to the right is oh it's very nice i don't know it's too much for me it's a lot it's it's a lot too of animation much? it's a lot of oh. animation yes yeah, remember if you remember i am an app library user on the iphone so using and a happy one so using the app library on the ipad uh is great for me i'm, I'm pleased about that <sighs> what's your problem well, we have uh, something to talk about my pick. iPad OS oh. 15. Whoa, hang on a minute. Wait, I haven't hey. even done mine. Just, just stop. Chill, chill, Stephen. Sorry, you were talking and I, I got distracted. You weren't listening, were you? You checked out. Stephen was doing something else. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was editing the beginning of the show. He's <laughs> <laughs> already gone back to the beginning. That's, right. yeah. <laughs> That's some real multitasking. Live in the left ear <laughs> and logic in the right ear. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pick was no preview of AR, VR, or mixed reality-focused hardware. I mean, this was obvious uh, to me. Uh, I uh, had a cash bet with James Thompson about this very thing, and he now owes me cash money. Mm. I don't know why people thought this was going to happen. Like It was too early. I, and it, as well, like I just saw a report, I think, from Ming-Chi Kuo saying Q2 2022 for this hardware. Like, yeah, of course. It was like, oh, it's a developer conference. They're obviously going to show it off now. Like, no, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and we did nothing. And it, to be honest, I was actually kind of surprised how little AR stuff they had in WWE's, in the keynote. Yeah. Is there, is there more that I've missed? I haven't looked into any of the AR sessions. There's some AR kit sessions, but I don't even think they revised the AR kit like version number. I don't, I don't think. I mean, there's, there's a stuff in maps. Mm -hmm. And there's the thing where you can capture scanning. Didn't thing. they do AR Kit Five? I think they did AR oh, Kit Five. Oh yeah, yes, AR Kit Five. I'm sorry, chat room. Um, and there's a new reality kit, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it got a lot of attention. I'm sure James Thompson will take advantage of whatever they've done though. No, it was more of a I don't know the the entire theme of the conference. Like in previous years, we got the big focus on AR and all these different like technologies. This year, it was really like the pandemic update even more so than last year, which I mentioned this on App Stories, and I know that uh, I think Jason wrote about it. Um, I don't know. I feel kind of... Some features, they feel kind of late at this point, right? Because just now that, that you know we're getting, thankfully, vaccinated and we can start hanging out again, now Apple is saying, but look, come September, you can watch movies and TV shows with your friends. And I mean... That is a fantastic FaceTime feature, but I also hope I'm not going to be in a position to n having to do that ever again, you know? Wait, you don't want to watch a movie with me? <laughs> Have we ever watched a movie before the pandemic, Stephen, no. on FaceTime? Or during. Did you watch or a movie together during the no. pandemic? No. 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 I want to watch Star Wars with you. I feel this too. There's a bunch of stuff. All the SharePlay stuff, uh, so much of the FaceTime stuff. It has all been made with the pandemic in mind. 
Yeah. All of these features can be used post-pandemic, right? And sure. so they'll be nice to have, mm-hmm. but yes. we're not going to need them as much. Yeah. And and so, uh, but, you know. I mean, we all have friends and family who, you know, don't live near us, right? Like literally so like, the three of us. Exactly. Like, I am fully aware that... All my that, friends are here. <laughs> like, in isolation... <laughs> I have no friends elsewhere. This is no problem for me. <laughs> in isolation, these features are... Like, these features are terrific, and the way they are done, technically speaking, I think it's really clever. They're really well mm. done. But it's the, you know, it's the feature after feature at WWDC that was like, and now, you know, we're, now that we cannot spend time to, yeah, I get it. But yeah. we're all, yeah, yeah. like, by September, like, we're now on the news here in Italy, we're talking about reopening everything, and we're going to be done with the vaccines, hopefully. Mm-hmm. It's just the timing seems a little odd. That's all. Yeah. Like some stuff is going to stick around, right? Like some things people will have made new traditions over the last year and a half that will stick around for a while. But like the the desperation, like the the desperation for these features, that time has has passed. Right. So much of this stuff, like if FaceTime would have had all of these features, Zoom probably wouldn't be as dominant as it is. Right. Because. It's anyone that owns Apple devices would have used these features and it would have maybe spread a bit more. Zoom, I'm sure, would have had still had a great time, but not been so dominant to the point that we're now recording this show on Zoom, right? Like, I don't think that would have happened. Um, I'm intrigued to see if we will actually move to FaceTime because we're only on Zoom because Skype doesn't work on M1 Max. So, may, I don't know, maybe we could try FaceTime again. Who knows? Uh, well, Skype core recorder doesn't work on M1 Max. And so, yeah, it was interesting to see all of that stuff and realize that we don't have any of these features today, really. And it's still another three months, maybe more for some of them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Because a lot of this stuff is in areas that Apple have struggled to make the September date, like a lot of FaceTime stuff. Some of these are going to get delayed. Yeah. No way all this stuff is going to be done, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. think especially the FaceTime features because there's so many, mo- there's so much more going on here. Like Apple has to build out a reliable web-based solution for this, which seem you know, isn't this isn't the typical stuff that they do. Um, it's a very new area for them, so we'll see. There's a bigger question here that I just want to leave out there. Like, what does it say about Apple as a company that this kind of feature? needed to you know depend on the monolithic software update to come out the next year like is there is there a, 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 a timeline in which apple as a slightly different company would could have been able to say you know what we're going to prioritize all these major changes to facetime in 14.5 uh, or 14.3 you know yeah. instead of waiting for september 2021 but it's a it's a it's a fun argument to to think about mm-hmm. steven mhm now it's your turn. iPad OS 15 brings organization changes to the home screen that don't exist on the iPhone, including iOS 15. What a surprise you didn't get this one. <laughs> but, well, here's the thing. I need to read I need to read the rest of it. Note, comma, not in pick. Widgets on home screen and app library don't count as they are on the iPhone already. I really want to find a w- a w- any way to give you this point. Yeah, there is a way. App library is different on the iPad. It's in the dock. And no, it's like... No. The dock is not the home screen. No, it's not an organization change. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. because on the iPhone, 
you swipe over and the app library is all the way on the right. No. And on the iPad, that's not there. It is an org. It is it a change. Is. To the if home you screen. swipe over, it is it is there. Oh damn it! Yeah, <laughs> you would have an extremely thin case of. If you were to argue about the, the the widget labels and how they affect like custom home screens, <laughs> but oh, also the the new widget size. Hmm. Hmm? But, the, but that's something that doesn't no, exist on the iPhone. We don't have. It's not an organization change. Not in peak widgets on home screen, don't count. But we don't say anything about sizes of widgets. But you don't say not. <laughs> you don't not say that. I, I really appreciate you. It's trying. almost like you're taking out on me for something that somebody else did to you on a different. Well, podcast. you're involved in it. You, you, everyone's involved. This is a conspiracy. Uh, hey, look, I was not. I was not. So that's fair. I appreciate Stephen. You're trying to get your point here. You know, like you got to fight for your point. Did you didn't get it? No, the, this is not. I'm sorry, Stephen. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. And if you remember, we tried to warn you against this pick. Mm-hmm. You can go back and listen. Oh yeah, uh, we we really tried to warn you <laughs> against this pick, but you know you 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 soldiered on. So at the end of round one, Federico has one point, Mike has one point, and I have no points. No point. Round two, Federico. Round two, Widget Kit gains new interactivity features that allow you to perform actions inside widgets without launching the associated app. And no, it did not happen. And this Big was the surprise. So I'm really like beyond the fact that I'm bummed for not getting the point, but more broadly speaking, I'm really surprised that we did not see a response from Apple to all the widget enthusiasm from last year. They literally did nothing on this front. And again, I don't know what that says. Like, is it because these features are planned a year in advance and Apple cannot switch gears quickly? But then again, I don't think it's true when they wanted to with the, you know, I think of the exposure oh, yeah, no, that, that can't be right? the case because they weren't working all these, on all these pandemic-related features right. two years ago because you just would never have made all right. of the things that they've made. So they just you know maybe it's that you know swift ui or whatever is not ready for that kind of feature yet um it's really strange to me that you know beyond interactions we didn't see anything for custom icons we 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 didn't see anything for wallpapers just nothing and we were sure oh apple is you know apple is aware and they're going to do a bunch of features all for customization be- because of widgets no <laughs> completely ignored. Yeah, basically. I'm really surprised about this. I, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that they would do something, right, to to capitalize on the absolute incredible trend they found themselves on. Mm-hmm. A trend so large that it forced Google to do something, right? Right. Like, the next version of Android is based on this aesthetic theming stuff, right? And Apple didn't do any of that, and I am surprised about it. And this is a, les- a lesson for future me. Never put all of your Ricky eggs in one basket. In that case, widgets, right? And you guys <laughs> tried to warn me about this. Like, you- you're going to have all picks be inspired by widgets, right? Be based on widgets. Are you sure you want to do that? And for the future, that's, a good, that's good advice. Don't do that. Uh, try to spread out and, and have more diverse picks. So... But yeah, I'm really surprised. 
I don't know. Is it because, like, could it be that, I mean, I'm sure that some design purists at Apple, they must fundamentally despise what people have been doing with their home screens, right? Possibly. I have a, my feeling on this is Swift UI is a big project. It isn't just widgets, right? There's mm. so much going on. Mm. They have a roadmap for what they will and won't allow with SwiftUI would be my expectation. And they just didn't want to break from that because it's it's too big of a thing to mess around with. That would be my guess. Mike, you're up. Shortcuts for the Mac. <laughs> Felt good about this one. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. I'm mm-hmm, so excited mm-hmm. for this. It looks fantastic. I know, Stephen, you wrote a thing on uh, Six Colors about this. I know, uh, Federico, you just published an app stories about it as well. I I watched the session, the introducing uh, shortcuts for Mac session, which is a really good one. I can't believe how deep they're going with this. Yeah, it's a deep and open framework. It really cool. is. Very clearly. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And so apps that are just iOS apps, iPadOS apps running on M1 Macs or if they've gone through the Mac Catalyst chain and run on Intel Macs as well, it's the same intense framework. And so they can just w- plug into shortcuts. And then on the Mac side, you have two things happening. They can import automator actions, and Apple has rewritten all of their common automator actions to deal with things like files and folders and servers, you know, Mac-like things, some window management stuff uh, from automators, and put the and added it to shortcuts, and then I'm sure Federico can chime in in a minute about how that has shown up on the iPad side as well. You also have the ability for regular AppKit apps. So like Mail or TweetBot or Transmit, you know, regular Mac apps, traditional Mac apps, they can adopt the, the same intense API even though they're not an iOS app, even though they're not a Catalyst app. And so you're... Traditional Mac apps can also plug into shortcuts in the future, you know, if developers adopt that and move over to it. So they've really done a good job at embracing the different types of apps that run on the Mac. And you can run JavaScript for automation or AppleScript or shell scripts within a shortcut. And so if you have a shortcut that is part regular, you know, sort of, workflow intent stuff, but you need to bail out to AppleScript for something, you can do that. And they have uh, s- seemingly from the the sessions and, and the documentation, uh, you know, Automator will be slowly fading away, but I don't think there are any, any rush to do that. Multi-year transition, they said, right? So yeah, it is, uh, it's super cool. And being able to have those legacy Mac automation tools within shortcuts is really cool. I think a lot of people were afraid that shortcuts coming in would kill off those other things or at least mm-hmm. remove them from this new automation, uh, these new automation tools, but that's not the case. Apple has embraced Mac automation in a new way, and that is super exciting. It's They really did like the best possible job, I think. I, I couldn't yep. be more and impressed. It's like, I think it's, you can access it from like the menu bar and that you can put them on in the dock and stuff. Yep, you can like, put them oh, in man, Finder. Uh, remember Quick Actions showed up in Mojave where you could have mm-hmm. an automator workflow like show up anytime you had like a JPEG in Finder. Uh, they drop in there. 
it's uh, it's really cool. They've done they've really have done the work it seems to integrate this with what Mac users already expected from automation. And it's also like benefited iPad in a big way too, right, Federico? Like in doing this has added a bunch of stuff. That's really which has made the overall shortcuts experience better. That really is the, my 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 favorite part of this story and how in having to support Automator for you know that migration tool on the Mac, some of those actions that Apple needed to recreate on the Mac for Automator support, those are now available on iOS and iPadOS as well. And so it's bec- thanks to the Mac, you could say that now we have much better integration with the file system with shortcuts on iOS and iPadOS. Uh, now we, you know, in shortcuts you can uh, point the you know the files actions to any folder, and you can pick any file and you can create automations for any location in either iCloud or local storage or compatible file providers, right? And so many of those actions, like dealing with PDF documents, one of the many, you know, one of the advantages of Automator, it had real good support for uh, PDF documents and images. Well, now those actions are also available on iOS and iPadOS. So it's the sort of, it's a new kind of halo effect, if you will, that all the work that, that Apple has done for shortcuts on the Mac, now, you know, iOS and iPadOS users can, can take advantage of that work as well. And so I'm really happy, like, if this is the consequence of Apple focusing on the Mac for shortcuts this year, then great, because it also made the iOS and iPadOS app much more powerful in the process. So yeah, it's and it's got a redesign too. Yeah, there's a new design for the uh, in the for the editor. So there's a new mm-hmm. look for browsing actions in the action library, and all the actions are now more compact, right? Uh, the 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 app icons have been integrated with the action cell, and Apple got rid of the name of the app inside the action so all the actions are a little shorter and you can fit more on screen at the same time and you can do things like folding for example you can fold an entire block of actions like a menu or like an if block and so if you have something like music bot which is like a thousand actions and many of them are contained inside blocks you can fold them and now scrolling along shortcut is much more convenient than before so all these you know these are power user additions but mm-hmm. it's exactly the kind of stuff that Shortcuts power users wanted. And so I, I'm just going to say that the Shortcuts team never disappoints or very rarely disappoints, I'm going to say. And they've they've also added like a bunch of things. I don't know if this is part of needing to do the automated interactions, but now being able to control open apps and control them in split views and slide over, you it's amazing. That. I've wanted this for so long and it, opens up so many things that we've wanted like we we're always talking about oh we should have these fixed app pairs where you can do that yourself now right and i'm i've been able to make some changes to some of my shortcuts already and it's doing the exact thing that i've always wanted it to do like i have one of the shortcuts that i use the most on my ipad is when i'm preparing for one of my shows and i will say like show prep it will give me a list i tap it and what it's always done in the past is um sets a timery talk like a timery toggle timer and then opens google docs to the correct google doc and but what i always wanted to do and what i now have it do is it opens google docs on the left it opens safari on the right and then brings in notes from a slide over and that's everything i need 
and I I'm just so happy that they've done this. So those little features are just, they they're super awesome, super awesome. No word on an Apple Silicon Mac Pro. Fact. No word on any hardware, as we'll get to. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I felt it was too early for the Mac Pro, and at this point, you know, they could have a, a hardware, a Mac hardware event in the fall. You know, they'll have iPhone event, assumedly in September, and very often they have an October event. Maybe we see Pro Max there, or maybe before then. Who knows? Uh, you know, depending on what rumor you read on what day, it's it's, it's all over the place. But no Mac Pro news at WBDC, which made part of me breathe a little easier as a Mac Pro user. <laughs> so at the end of round two, Federico has one point. Mike has two points. I have one point. So Mike is in the lead going into our risky picks. Before we get to them, though, let's take a break. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. You should be able to rely on your computer. It should be in good enough shape to get you to your goals. It should be fast and organized and make working on it a dream. But that's not always the case. If you're a Mac user, you should use Clean My Mac X from MacPaw, who are diligently developing Mac software that Mac community members trust. They also have a, a really awesome mac collection in their office which is really cool but i digress clean my mac x is an ideal decluttering app for the mac it includes 49 tools to find and delete invisible computer junk it helps you to tune up your mac so it runs at maximum speed it helps you organize discs disk space showing your large hidden folders you know that project you forgot about buried somewhere clean my mac x will help you find it and if you don't need it anymore you can free that space up so your mac doesn't run into pesky storage issues anymore it also fights Mac-specific malware and adware and protects your computer. It's notarized by Apple, so you know it's been checked for security by Apple. And it really stands out on design, which makes such a difference when an app, especially a utility like this, is enjoyable to use and looks good. You'll always be discovering new ways to optimize your Mac with Clean My Mac X. Get it today with 5% off at macpaw.app slash connected. The discount is valid for two weeks, so go to macpaw.app slash connected for 5% off. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of the show and Relay FM. All right, it is time for the Rickies. Federico, you're up. All right, so I said legacy widget, widgets are completely removed from the system and there is no longer a place to put widgets to the left of the main home screen. About that. Um, so in the keynote, it looked like they were gone. Yeah. But once you got hold of the beta, you learned that that's still there. Does it still work the same as it did in 14? Well, yeah. And in my mind, this pick will come true eventually and it was really dependent on widget kit gaining some yeah. interactivity features right and because i did not get that one i also it's very likely that yeah, that's the reason why i don't get this point yeah, you pull in the widget basket exactly yeah, so without you. without interactions some legacy widgets wouldn't wouldn't have any alternative stuff mm -hmm. like the pcalc widget for example and so if widget kit does not have any support for interactions then it you know maybe it's best to keep those widgets around another year 
And because of that, there continues to be the today page on the left side on the left side of the home screen. It's still an overlay on iPad, even though you can put widgets on the home screen, you can still put them in the column. And in the column is also where you can keep those old legacy widgets from iOS 13. So I'm sad. Uh, because I'm losing a point and I'm sad because it's very likely that we need to wait another year uh, for, you know, for this discontinued or should I, should I say deprecated widgets to finally go away. But yeah, no, no point. And, and again, I'm it's not that there's a problem with them. It's that they will only go away, you would expect, when interactivity is added. And that's right. what we're really looking for. Here. Yeah, it's not like Federico hates old widgets, you know. <laughs> well, do you? No, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, some of them maybe, but no. Overall, no. I, overall, I, I think we spoke about this maybe a few weeks ago, even. But are y'all using any legacy widgets? I'm not. No, I've got. I've finally no. replaced all of them. Um. No. I'm not. I had to check. I, I wasn't. I know I wasn't using any, but I wasn't sure if I had any still enabled. Yeah, like just hanging and, around. Yeah, and I don't. And the reason was I left a few of them there for a while, but it takes so long to get down to them that they became mostly pointless. And also, a lot of the apps that I use w- with widgets, they replaced it, and so it removed it. You know. So no, I don't. I don't, I don't use any uh, legacy widgets now. What about you, Federico? No, I don't. I don't use any. No, I don't use any. No, no. All right. My pick was Apple makes changes to rules on in-app purchases, removing restrictions on linking to external websites for account creation. Mm-mm. Obviously, no, no. I knew this was an outside, right? Like it, it seemed. The only reason I could get it in here is because it was unlikely, right? Uh, I still think they're going to do it, but I don't know when. They did make some changes to the review guidelines it mostly is just clarifying some stuff and saying certain types of apps are not allowed and that they will ban you for doing bad things outside of the app store and then they also added a new way to appeal if you think that you've been treated unfairly which is interesting like because they already had the appeal thing if you disagreed with a decision but now you can make a second type of appeal where if you think you're being treated uh badly by the review team on other grounds so that's all they did i still think it's going to come as we spoke about it before it is in apple's best interest to do it before they are forced to do it yeah uh but there is no no changes to the parts of the review guidelines that we would want yeah and i think that just comes down to the epic trial is not finished and i i don't I don't know. There may actually be something not allowing them to, but even if there isn't, probably not the best time to change something while you're waiting on the judge to tell you if you have to change anything. Because either you're going to go too far or it could influence their decision. So I agree with you. It was an outside chance. I think there was some chance, but I think the case being still you know, unfinished is probably what held mm-hmm. any possible change off. Mm-hmm. Okay, so neither of you got your risky pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we could probably just wrap up here. <laughs> no, no, please tell us what you pick. 
Apple unveils a new high-end audio product as defined by a price of or over $399, or it's a standalone DAC. I, I didn't get I just, it. Oh, didn't you? Duh, I was surprised. I didn't get it. I texted this to y'all. So a little behind the scenes. Last week when we made these picks, we recorded on Monday. I got mm-hmm. almost the whole show edited. I couldn't put it out until Tuesday. Uh, because it was like the beginning of the month. And so I just woke up Tuesday morning and finished it. And I basically was edited up to the point of the Rickies. And so I came out here after breakfast and was finishing it. And I told y'all, it's like when I got to my pick, it was like, you know, after you've made like a really bad set of decisions one evening and you wake up the next morning and you you realize what you've done. It's kind of You had the edit of shame. That's what you had. The edit of shame. <laughs> yep. That's what you had. Yeah. No uh no new high end audio product. Did they do the Apple Music keynote that they had announced or like the video event or whatever it was? It doesn't seem like it. No, I don't no, think No, I think do. that was just the stuff that they put out after the keynote. It was just like the the little videos inside of Apple Music. Um, that Zane Lowe did videos. There's like some some like introduction to uh, Apple Music special audio stuff that Zane Lowe is hosting. I think the Apple Music team. I don't know what they're doing over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like they keep like sliding things into the application. Like, hey, we're doing something special, and then yeah. everyone goes wild. Like, I don't know what's happening, but they've got some different kind of marketing rules over there. I think yeah. kind of like they live they live somewhere in between Apple and Beats, right? Because Beats just does as we were talking mm-hmm. about whatever it wants, and maybe Apple Music is still kind of a little bit in that organization. So they seem to have slightly different. Uh, rules around what they can and can't tease and promote. Uh, but yeah, no, there was no, there was no standalone DAC. Mm-mm. There was none. Okay. Yeah. So, so final points. So, yeah. Final points. We'll start with Federico. Federico got one regular pick right, but he missed his Ricky. So that point goes away. So Federico has zero points. Mike got both regular rounds correct, but missed his Ricky. So he has one total point. And I uh, I tied Federico. I got one round correct, and I missed my Ricky. So Federico and I both have zero points, and technically we're supposed to coin toss for second and third place. But uh, Mike, mm-hmm. congratulations. You are... The keynote chairman. Well, hold on. I'm bringing in an external adjudicator. Uh, Get, out have a su- Get out of here. Get out of here. I will murder you both. It will be the end of you. No, I've won. I am the winner. Congratulations Mike, to me. Congratulations, Consolidation. Mike. You have both accounts now. So, um, yep. So we need to get that assigned over to you. Oh, I'm signing in as we speak. <laughs> I, am, I am signing in. There we go. Okay. So, Federico, you and I are um, coin tossing it. So, I'll let you pick what side of the coin. And, and Mike, if you want to toss a coin, yeah, we can decide who is second and third. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to yeah. say. Federico, <laughs> say, say, pick, pick a side. What? I'm feeling a strong tails. All right. You're going to go with Tails? All right. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Flip a coin. 
Okay, so it didn't say it out loud, which is uh, not particularly um, exciting, but I do have the answer. Okay. Uh, it's Tails. Okay. Yes. <sighs> I cannot win a coin toss. Yes. No. Yes. All right. So it's Mike, Federico, then Steven. Once again, in parentheses at the bottom of our document, lost by coin toss. But we're not done yet. We have our flexies. Mm. We need to get into those. Can I just take one moment to just bask in the fact that I currently have both. I am both annual and keynote chairman. I have been threatened in the consolidation, and it's happening. My plan is to, uh, if you want to get the tweets from this account, I will be splitting my tweets in half. So uh, one half of the tweet will come from one account, and the wow. other half of the tweet will come from another account. So <laughs> you want to follow wow. both at annual chairman and at keynote chairman. It's going to be the only way to understand what i'm doing wow double chairman all the wow. way mm-hmm. congratulations <laughs> i like that thank you congratulations congratulations are uh, are you a king an emperor what, what kind oh, of oh i am the i haven't decided yet but there's going to be some kind of like his royal highness the consolidated champion right Something like right that. Mm-hmm. right well i'm pleased you won here mike <laughs> gotta win somewhere <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you won fair and square here on this show. <laughs> this is why we have the Villa Rickies. <laughs> you need them. This is, you need the really, really particular rules. Well, I look forward to your ruling of the kingdom. This episode of Connected is also made possible by Mac Weldon. Kick your summer off in style with the brand that's reinventing men's basics. Mack Weldon is so much more than just underwear. Their full collection of t-shirts, polos, button-ups, shorts, pants, swims. Swims? Swim trunks? What would what do you guys call swim swim pants? Well, not swim pants. Swimming <laughs> trunks. Swimming trunks is what I call them. Yeah. Swim, swim pants? <laughs> <laughs> not swim pants. That's swim not a thing. Pants. <laughs> the copy says swims. I'm not cool enough to say that. (laughs) (laughs) With light and breathable fabric technology, Mack Weldon keeps you cool and comfortable all summer. From work to working out, happy hour, playing with your kids, going swimming, apparently, Mack Weldon has men's essentials for whatever your day includes. Summer is here. It is hot. It is humid. And it's, it's a busy time. Kids are out of school for us. We've got stuff going on. we got cookouts and a bunch of stuff we didn't get to do last summer we're just catching up and having cool breathable clothes makes such a huge difference i'm in my mac weldon shorts most days dive into mac weldon swim line with trunk and board short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric and when you're not in the pool mac weldon's new maverick tech chino short and radius short are perfect additions to your summer wardrobe they keep you comfortable so you can confidently power through your most active days. Mac Weldon also has a free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life, and once you spend $200 and reach level 2, you get 20% off every order for the next year. Stay cool this summer and look great doing it with all the new collections of many essentials for Mac Weldon. For 20% off your first order, visit macweldoncom connected and enter the promo code CONNECTED. Once again, that's macweldon.com slash connected, promo code CONNECTED for 20% off. 
Mac Weldon, Reinventing Men's Basics. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for their support of the show and Relay FM. Flexi's time. Flexi's time. Um, well, you have to appreciate my boldness here. In fact, I do believe that I'm the moral winner of oh, the Rickies. Geez, here we go. <laughs> because of my because of the boldness that I demonstrated in my ten flexes. And your future donation. <laughs> Well, that's that's arguable. We'll see about that. Um, but I do believe I consider myself the moral winner. I consider myself an example because of what I've done. I've inspired a new amendment to the Bill of Rickies. How many of you can say you've inspired a new law all to of go us. into effect? Yeah, I'm sure, pretty sure all, all of, of us, us have can been. Say that. Well, <laughs> well, I don't think no, so. No. no? Okay. I am <laughs> declaring myself the moral winner of this episode because of what I've done in the flexes. Anyway, I had 10 of them. Um, I'm going to go through a list of them quickly. Number one, the weather app comes to iPad. Nope. How? Number two. How do they not do that? They've redesigned it on the phone. <laughs> Just didn't do it on the iPad. Number two, the files app gets new features. Yeah. Some of them are new. You can drag to select. There's a progress bar when copying files. <laughs> what, an, what a concept. The big stuff, you know? <laughs> big, big features coming to files uh, this year. Um, number three, shortcuts gets new files actions. That's correct. We talked about them before. Number four, better external display support on iPad. Nah, they mm -hmm. didn't do anything. Which nope. Sad times. I want to talk about iPad multitasking and iPadOS 15 eventually. Not not right now. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm Ooh. sure. Nah, no, look, I don't want to be one of those people like, oh no, they ruined it. Let's go back to the days of iOS 9. No. I, I just think that you know, there's still some people like that out there. I just think that there's some confusing aspects. Maybe I just need to live with it some more. We'll see. We'll talk about it soon. Number five, iOS and iPadOS 15 get native HomeKit widgets. Uh, no interactions, so likely because of that, also no HomeKit widgets either. That, that feels like the sidebar thing on the iPad, that once widgets are interactive, HomeKit will be like a... I mean, it'd be awesome just to have a widget and just like turn off a light by touching the widget. That'd be cool. Yeah, there's kind of no point to have a, home, uh, a HomeKit widget if you can't do anything with it. Number six, the passwords feature of settings becomes a standalone application. No, but it did. It continues to gain some really yeah. nice features. And it's a system preference pane on macOS. Yeah. <laughs> but so it's, not, it's, it's not, not a standalone app. <laughs> it's now a preference pane. You can now uh, scan QR codes for two-factor authentication codes. Apple has a bunch of sessions on how they're taking advantage of passwords and the keychain to actually go beyond passwords. And they're telling developers, look, there's all these new APIs and technologies that you can use to more easily sign users into your app, whether you're using iOS, iPadOS, or tvOS. They have a brand new system for signing users into an Apple TV app just by using your Apple device and the iCloud keychain. But still in settings, no standalone app. Number seven. Apple updates the Listen Now page of music. Now, this is a point. Stephen, please ring the thing. Because they did update it. There's the new... <laughs> okay, good. There's the new shared with you section. 
It's oh, literally the yeah. only it is literally the only change in that ah. page. What do you think of this, by the way, the two of you? I'm intrigued. What do you um, think about this new shared with you thing? Um, it gimmicky. That's what I'm gonna say. It's one yeah. of those things that yes, it's cool in theory, but why like I don't wanna visit Apple News. Like I don't wanna use Apple News. I'm not I don't care about opening links in Apple News. Share with you for music is probably how I'm going to be using this feature the most because we do have a group chat uh, with Mike and One True John where we change we exchange a lot of music links and I could see that being useful but I don't know it's it's one of those features that like yeah, Apple I'll shows say that's off. true for me too that the music one is is the is the only one that I could imagine ever finding useful the two of you share a lot of music mostly with each other but I'm there <laughs> it's yeah. the way that tends yeah. to go uh, every now and then I, I give something um, but and and uh, you know I don't really always add the stuff to the library but if I'm looking for something new to listen to it could be there but my kind of feeling on this is I do things with stuff that people send me or I don't I, right. it's not like I need to be reminded later it's on a, look this. all these links that Steven sent that all these people sent you like yeah. uh, what do you it feels like another inbox that I need to worry about and I really don't want to worry about well, it and it's really like 15 new inboxes because it's in music yeah. and it's music, in safari messaging, and like news podcasts photos yep it's like a system-wide layer. That, okay. Yeah. I almost think it'd make more sense if it was in a single place. Maybe along with things you save in Safari reading list. I'm going to give you... <laughs> uh, yeah, there continues to be this weird separation between, oh, you can save stuff in Apple News, but you can also save stuff in reading list. Yeah. And let's not even talk about how hard it is now to access your bookmarks and reading list in the new Safari on iPhone. This is another conversation that we got to have at some point soon. I know that Steven wants to talk about the new Safari as oh. well. Um, so we're going to talk about that soon, but, um, I'm going to give you a one million, one million dollar idea. Okay. Hear me out. Reminders shared with you. When you don't want to do something, you just share it with somebody else and they land on in their inbox. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Here's another one. Mail shared with you. Oh, that's good. That's good. What about phone calls? Like, you know, if like someone calls you and you don't want to talk to him? Like- Here's another one. Here's another one. Workouts shared with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite one. That's it. That's one I want to do the least. Okay. You do it. Yeah. Hey, let me share this 20 mile run with you. Can you do it for me? Uh, no, but yeah. Um, so we were saying number seven. Number eight, iOS 15 drops support for the iPhone 6S. Nope. Same devices that were supported by iOS 14 will run 15. The iPhone 6S lives on alongside the Apple Watch Series 3, which can be oh. upgraded to WatchOS 8. You know, you got to admire, you got to admire Apple supporting all devices. At which point does it become a problem? I think it already is a problem for developers. I, I, like, honestly, the biggest surprise for me, though, more than the success, is the Series Three watch. Yeah, that that's a bigger surprise for me. Like, you gotta get rid of it at some point. Like, you can't keep dragging that thing along. Well, and and now the update, uh, basically, like, hey, we're gonna restore your watch. It's gonna take a couple hours. Like, I've got a friend who has a Series Three, and he's like, "What is this?" I was like, "Well, a bunch of people had failed updates, and so." 
they're playing it safe with the the new process. Not only is it old technology to support, but it's they also represent uh, older screens, right? Because the Series Three is the last small original watch design, and the guts of the 6S were also in the original iPhone SE. And so that I guess that thing's still hanging around too. Keep these things around mm. forever. Why not? I know. It's Number nine. Number nine. The next version of iOS lets you change icons for apps natively without using shortcuts or custom profiles. Nope. The, the, they didn't do that. And finally, n- number 10. And also, by the way, I should mention, you cannot turn off the confirmation banners for shortcuts either so that when you launch one of those custom icons on the home screen, you still see that check mark that pops down from the top and blocks interactions on screen for a second why i mean you're you literally brought shortcuts to the mac and added support for a command line tool and apple script and shell scripting but you don't trust your users enough to turn off a a confirmation banner sure number 10 is that (laughs) there's a new way to turn off confirmation banners for shortcuts so number 10 was that I liked that. I, I could. It was kind of funny to me. It was like you got so mad you hadn't even read ahead, and I'm no, like, "Yep, that no. you're about to you're about to come across okay. this again." I'm very good at preambles, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I got three out of ten right, and seven. It's a whole bag of sadness over here. How are you feeling about ten? <laughs> oh, I feel great. I feel like I'm I'm losing with Hunter. And mm-hmm. I, I, my boldness will be remembered because it inspired an amendment to the Bill of Rickies. I mean, you, you're, if you lose, you're going to be losing more than just honor. You will be losing a cool $175. It is for a good cause. Well, you don't know what the cause is yet. <laughs> well, yeah. it must be a charity, and all charities are supposed to be good. No, that's not true. <laughs> Oh, come on, you're not going to pick a terrible charity. Who knows? Who knows who's picking? Okay, I propose an amendment to the Bill of Rickies. <laughs> must be a good, <laughs> defined a good charity. Good charity. <laughs> uh, is that going to be an official amendment? I mean, I can change the document. No, no it's not. No, no we're not going to make that. Okay, well, now we have people tracking these things. So we, we need to be, be careful. Okay, so you got three right and a whopping seven wrong. Mike, you had six flexies. Let's see how you did. Flexi number one, new MacBook Pro. Nope. That did not happen. Nope. Flexi number two, preview of the Apple Silicon Mac Pro. Nope. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. Uh, number three, the home app gets redesigned. So it did on the watch, but nowhere else. <laughs> and I didn't say which one. Uh, <laughs> so technically, mm, no. It isn't what I meant. It isn't what I meant. I'll tell you that. But technically, the pick. Is what it's written in the document. That's true. The pick says the the home app gets redesigned. This is Uh a point. I didn't mean it, but (laughs) it's... New features for FaceTime, number four. Killed it. I was very right on that one. Uh, All the the features. Yeah. The bell, Stephen, the bell. Ring the bell, please. Yes. You are the Nostradamus. Uh, Is it Nostradamus? Uh, The hunchback of Notre Dame? No, it's what a different. Is his name? No, it's a different, it's a different thing. is the guy with the with the prophecies. I think. What the, what's the what's the character's name? Five. 
new notification man Quasimodo thank you <laughs> thank you everyone in the discord <laughs> Quasimodo is what I'm some confusion you got going on <laughs> Nostradamus it's like my brain is like Notre Dame Nostradamus must be the sure. same no not the sure. same <laughs> five new notification management options what do we think about these um potentially great i think uh, it's one of the things where i'm feeling optimistic about that like a, a good way to to gauge the reaction from common people for me at least is to show the stuff to sylvia and when i see that sylvia approves of something new it's usually a good sign she's got a good pulse on on what people are gonna like in a, in, a, in an update on the iphone and the idea of setting like i described it as you can make your own custom do not disturb um and you can combine that with notifications i think yeah. it's something really compelling for a lot of people yep similarly uh i was watching the keynote with Vidino when that point was on she's like oh that seems good it's like a like i know i like the sound of it i know yeah. gray's gonna love it i well i assume gray's gonna love it but that doesn't necessarily mean that this stuff is enjoyed by anybody else uh i've been poking around with that the focus stuff and it's really interesting i'm not so personally that interested in that like notification summary uh, thing i, don't I enabled that. it i enabled okay. it I have two schedules, one at 10 a.m., another at 8 p.m. In fact, mine was delivered uh, just a couple of hours ago. It's still here, by the way. Oh, okay, here it is. Uh, it's nice, but the interactions are a little bit, bit weird. Like, I thought that you could open the tap on the notification summary uh, card to get, like, a bigger preview. But instead, you, there's no bigger preview. All you can do is tap on the badge number to exp to collapse the summary into individual notifications. That's all you can do. So in theory, I like the idea. I wish there was like a... I actually used to roll my like a similar system years ago uh, using Zapier. I would have a oh, notification I digest. That. I you still have the Slack, actions. Right? Yeah. I had yeah. a notification digest collecting... Um, updates from different places uh, that was delivered to me uh, in the morning and in the in the evening literally the same concept this was part of like that time where everybody wanted to set up their morning brief that was like a thing we all wanted to do for a while yes right? yeah it was a thing it was a thing and this is this is what what it is i don't know we'll see about that but everything else the um they have a new system for notifications where they can be time sensitive, they can be critical, important, or passive. Like that stuff, I don't think developers will really adopt it. Um, I wish there, like, I would prefer if I could, I as a user, if I could set notifications and I could decide, oh, this is not important, this is time sensitive. Like, I'm not sure if I can do that or if it's only up to developers to support that in the API. Um, but the focus stuff and the controls, those are really good. And I like how you can define um, uh, people, for example. And so if you, if you say, uh, I want to be notified by Mike, if developers add support for that API, the same person will apply regardless of whether Mike is using iMessage or WhatsApp or Telegram, right? It'll just see the person, Mike, uh, getting in touch with me and it will allow that person to break through the focus status so yeah. i like the thought of this i like the sound of this i'm intrigued to see how i will be able to tell the system 
you know, yep. like how can I tell Slack that this is Federico? I mean, and especially when like I was setting this up yesterday, and for some reason I have two contact cards for Adina. Why? <laughs> why do? Why is that's, that? Why do I have that? That's you know, I have, I have so many problems with my contacts. My contacts are a disaster, and so which is a bit of a shame for me, but that's just how it is. <laughs> Where was it? Ah, the last one. Smoother or faster animations in iOS tools for developers. This one came out right. This was very intriguing to me. So they have a session on Friday called Optimize for Variable Refresh Rate Displays, which I think is enough to just like, yeah, cool. That was what I was talking about. Yeah, I think so. All right. So you have four flexes correct Mm -hmm. and two incorrect. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mac OS skips ahead to version 15 to match iOS and iPad OS. That, yeah. that didn't happen. What were you thinking? Yeah, that was yeah. quite bold of you. It's all the same number. New, no, not new. No new Mac notebooks <laughs> are announced. Mm-hmm. People thought mm-hmm. I was going to lose this one, but I had faith that Apple was not ready. You had faith and no faith. The next version of macOS comes with a redesign to debut. Uh, it's exactly the same. Oh, no. Did they do anything about the notifications? Nothing. It's exactly oh, the that's same. That's a real shame. Yep. That's a real, real shame. Yeah. I hope this is something that could change during the beta process. I would hope so, but I'm not, I hope. I'm not holding my breath. That's a real shame. We get some happy messaging from Apple about how much they value developers. Well, money too, apparently, and and money, two hundred and something billion. Mm-hmm. About Fifty billion went to Epic, probably. Apple unveils a new external display. I don't know if I brought this up last time, but it was intriguing to me that you picked no new Mac notebooks. Yes, we but went they this. will do an external display. Yeah, did we go through this? Uh-huh. Look, I, I'm a complicated man. It's probably exactly what I said last week. So, Federico, you owe $175 to the charity of Mike's Choice. Yep. Mike, do you want to so, hook Federico up with that? Yeah, Federico, I would like you to donate to Stonewall. So, considering that it's okay. Pride Month, uh, I wanted the donation to go towards a charity that supports the rights of people in the LGBTQ plus community. And Stonewall felt like a good choice for this. This is a, a charity that I've been aware of here in the UK for a long time. Is it stonewall.org.uk? Yep. I sent a donation link in our uh, iMessage. So their oh, okay. message is pretty clear. They say, we imagine a world where all LGBTQ plus people are free to be ourselves and can live our lives to the full. And they do a lot of work in helping institutions better support their people, like workplaces and schools. So like to help people understand and do like training and support. And they also do a lot of work in legislation, especially here in the UK. So Stonewall is who I would like you to donate $175 to, please. Beautiful. Okay. So how can I do this? Some other amount. Okay. Uh, specify the... Oh, it, it says in pounds. Okay, so I will... 170... Let's ask Siri. What is $175 in pounds? 124 pounds. So 125, we'll round it up. Oh, look at you. Big spender. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yes, please add gift aid to... Uh, yeah, whatever. Add... 
Yes, add gift aids. Um, yeah, you want to do gift aid. Gift aid's good. Thanks for donating. First, we need your contact details. Uh, title. What's my title? <laughs> the loser. <laughs> loser. <laughs> loser of the flexes. <laughs> yep, I'm sure this is going to go through. First no name, problem. Frederick, it did. Uh, last name, uh, yeah. Vitici. And street address. Oh, they want my address. Um, you don't have to read that out loud. We maybe could take a break while Federico's filming this Yes, please. Thank you. (laughs) And then we'll see how that's gone. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hover, one of Relay FM's longest-running sponsors. When you have that one big idea, where do you go? Well, if your business starts with a domain name, and so for so many people, Hover is that first big leap. you got to have a name. If you don't have a name, then no one can find you. Hover has over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. So no matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for you. They have excellent technical support uh, to answer any questions you may have. And they're dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. So they have free who is privacy, so the bad guys don't get your info. Clean UX and UI, monthly sales on popular top-level domains. All this means it's easy to see why Hover is the popular choice for people starting businesses. All of my domains are through Hover. I love getting the emails telling me that something is being renewed. I don't want to do business anywhere else. They have intuitive user experience. Things just work straight out of the box with Hover. Buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash connected and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time, hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of the show. And Relay FM. How's it going, Federico? I'm still... Still working on it? I mean, it's a fantastic initiative, but their mobile form is really slow to use. Okay. We'll get there. 76% completed. Excellent. <laughs> Congratulations. 82%. <laughs> oh, my God. We love to keep... Into, uh, email. So close. Email, for sure. Oh, they're ask- are they asking you questions? Yeah, a lot of them. Okay, we're now... We're, I'm paying now. Don't you want to wait for that? Yeah, it's a dramatic moment. Submit and pay. All right? It's spinning the wheel. And it is done. Very dramatic donating to Stonewall. Is it done now? I think so. Excellent. Yes, I got an email from Wonderful. From Thank you for the bank. donation. Absolutely. Stephen, are you playing around with any of the betas yet? I have macOS Monterey on a laptop. And it is remarkably like Big Sur... I think a lot of the features are are so dependent on other people having the beta, and I haven't tried any of that stuff yet with anybody. I think over right, the next couple yeah. of weeks we'll start, you know, trying to watch movies together and stuff. But Monterey's fine, you know. Don't run it on your primary device. Shortcuts is definitely buggy, but very present, and that's really cool. Uh, I have not played with 15 yet anywhere, though I'm going to put it on my iPad Pro probably this evening or sometime tomorrow. Yeah, Shortcuts is a bit um, a bit janktastic uh, on the iPad as well, too. Like, it kind of always is during <laughs> during beta season. It's a complicated piece of software, and I think is more so this time. Um, I've noticed that like it, it's pretty tricky to move things around inside of a, a shortcut at the moment. It's, I found that to be a little bit little bit tricky but overall ipad os 15 uh is very smooth it's feeling very good to me um federico i know you you've probably installed everything right i have ios 
iPadOS and watchOS going at the moment. Um, I'm really happy overall with iPadOS. Um, some, as I said, some questions about multitasking, what it means um, to, you know, for the, the changes to multi-window. I finally got a shelf, and it is called the shelf, but it's not a... Kind of oh, we didn't even talk about week. that. I, I, I want to talk about all of these things next week, maybe, uh, after having used all these things for a while. It's not the shelf that I was expecting, which makes me sad, but there's some... Uh, I guess my only concern right now, a couple of days into using it on my iPad, is there's a, I, I can see why some people will say... Are they, are they just putting a Band-Aid on top of something that is inherently broken, right, as a multitasking system? And I don't fully agree with that, but I sort of understand the argument in certain places of the OS. So I want to talk about all of this more in depth next week. I'm really happy with shortcuts. And I think I'm going to be able to do some real fancy things um, with file system access. And I'm really happy that I chose to go all in with Obsidian because all of these actions, they work out of the box with my new note-taking setup. Be again, because it's just a folder of markdown files in the file system. So I think I'm going to be able to do some great things with automation and, and the new shortcut actions. And lastly, it's going to be fun to set up uh, multiple home screens and especially the home screen on iPad by combining widgets and focus um, modes. So that, that I think is something that I'm going to be spending a lot of time uh, tinkering with this summer, uh, you know, coming up with different systems for, I can automate, you know, a focus mode for recording podcasts and showing specific timers and opening specific apps, like all kinds of things that I can do. Um, also, when it comes to editing the review or writing the review, right, having these different workspaces, all things that I can do with widgets and focus modes and shortcuts. So these three things coming together, uh, I'm, I have a pretty good sense of where the review will go in terms of core ideas and examples. Just a few things I want to talk about regarding multitasking uh, next week. Yeah, it is something that while it's similar, there it is new and I'm still getting used to the best way to use it. Like, I think it's one of those things that's going to take a few days more to really settle opinions on it um, because there is definitely some changes there. Yeah, but aside from that, I found the iPadOS beta to be really solid. Uh, who knows how long that will last for, if it will, right? Like, I don't know. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff that we we just don't have access to neither have we tried like if any of you tried any of the share play features or anything no not yet not yet i don't even know if you can well i need to have somebody else on ios 15 i guess Yeah, you can call you can call me watch a movie together this beta process is just going to be everyone hanging out with a teacher a lot yeah I think so. watching movies of everyone playing games of everyone it's gonna be awesome oh yeah you gotta prepare for that big time yes absolutely. i can't wait yeah it's gonna be great we're gonna watch some watch some movies together it's going to be nice. You can watch Star Wars. Before we wrap up, obviously there's a lot of stuff still going on. Is there anything the two of you feel like has been a big miss that we haven't touched on? Like stuff that you're kind of really disappointed about or mm. things that didn't go the way that you wanted them to? Is there anything that jumps out at you? For I mean, obviously <laughs> that we didn't get anything external display focused. I was about to say that. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see more like a, a clearer message from Apple on 
why is the M1 iPad Pro necessary? I think there's still a missing story there and the new stuff in iPadOS doesn't really explain it because there's still the old uh, memory cap on third-party apps. So there the really still is a missing story for the M1 iPad Pro. And I think there's a big miss in having the second, you know, having a follow-up to home screen customization in iOS 14. That is a real disappointment for me. I really thought Apple was going to recognize just how much people loved personalization last year. And instead, they decided to focus on things like SharePlay and, you know, these FaceTime features. And I really think that come September, those functionalities will feel, to an extent, instantly old. And it would have been so much nicer to see, like, a big upgrade for home screen customization that will not that, that didn't grow old but i think a lot of folks will be disappointed by you know oh I, this update doesn't really change anything for me which was a big driver for updates last year right all, all the excitement surrounding widgets mm -hmm. and home screens and those same people are going to be disappointed this year because nothing is changing there so that's too bad yeah I will say from developers that I've spoken to and also listening to Under the Radar, I think developers are pleased, though, that there isn't anything huge that they need to work on this summer. Oh, yeah. it's I Like, if you're a developer, what are you going to be working on? There's some changes to iPad navigation, right? And, you know, there's the new, the new Focus Engine, the new iPad keyboard navigation, changes to keyboard shortcuts. But that's pretty much it. Like, what else? There's lots of little things you can integrate. Some people have more work to do than others. Maybe you can implement some stuff that you haven't already done before. But there isn't like that feature this year that everyone's going to do. So take that for what you will. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, head on over to our website at relay.fm slash connected slash 349. There you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up, or you can join Connected Pro and get a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. You can find us all online. Mike is on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. He hosts a bunch of shows here on Relay FM. does awesome live streams about fancy keyboards. So go, go check those out at mike.live. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. We all are just killing it this week with the WWDC stuff. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH. I host a bunch of shows here on Relay FM. Look for Mac Power Users episode 592 this week. I think you will really enjoy that. I'd like to thank our sponsors. They are FitBod, Clean My Mac X, Mac Weldon, and Hover. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. I am the winner. Goodbye. Cheerio. <laughs> Bye, y'all.